The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you'll like better than you like me. G'day, Paul. Hello, everyone. Hello, Summer. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about inequality and sexism in Hollywood. Yay! So, Tuesday. Yeah, it was something that happens every day that not a lot of people Mm -hmm. know about. But I do want to give a shout out and say a lot of people... Um, tuned into the uh, fundraiser on Tuesday. We had a live stream, had a bunch of people, life, life, not live, life, life stream, uh, had a bunch of people willing to come out and donate. We're actually going to set something up on a studio lot with some celebrity sponsors, full live stream, um, which was a really, really, really big deal. They, it was something that was really necessary. We had um, some elderly people left in nursing homes during the flood that died. Some people that died from the lack of cooling in the heat in the heat stroke that came afterwards, yeah. and we did not evacuate any of our prisoners. And that, to me, was something that was shocking. So the um, they're the, all fine, though, right? Those those prisons no, are meant to be them. hurricane proof. No, they're not. I worked uh, in one. I, and that's very cool, but the mm. ones in Florida are not um, are not part of it flooded, and they were very trapped. Um, and so I just I wanted to say, you know, with all of the wonderful things that came out of it, people helping out, it wasn't that they didn't do anything. It is mm. that nobody even fucking thought to move prisoners, and the the place that was hit the worst was a jail which half the people in there haven't been convicted, haven't gone to trial. These are not, you know, you shouldn't yeah, leave yeah, someone yeah. in a prison that's serving life, let alone intru- uh, people that could be innocent. So, Well, and when you put somebody in jail, you're responsible for their life. Exactly, at all prisons. So the way we handled it, we airlifted dogs and cats out, but we left our prisoners there. Well... Yeah, you know, if it's cute, it gets saved. So, you know, but a uh, large, burly guy with a teardrop tattoo, maybe they, they should have been saved, but uh, it should have been more of a priority, obviously. It wasn't at all a priority, and some yeah. people died. But the most, to me, the most egregious act was uh, leaving people in the nursing home. A 99-year-old war veteran that served in Pearl Harbor spent the entire hurricane that was at Pearl Harbor and then served in the service um, was uh, was left in there with his fellow elderly people. He went and got a bunch of elderly people on their beds. He actually saved the lives of a whole bunch of people in his there like of like nine people in his nursing home. He set them on the bed with bottles of clean water. Um, when the place flooded and the hurricane was over, 
Uh, he opened windows trying to cool them off. He tried to get fans working. I mean, he really did his damnedest to save lives. He saved the dog that lived in the nursing home, the, the elderly pet, the pet for the elderly, the mm -hmm. therapy dog. Yeah. And he died of heat stroke and exhaustion because they didn't call in to tell anyone that the electricity was off. And the service people there, the workers, ran away. <laughs> they they so, just abandoned them? Yes. All right, so we know exactly who to, who uh, is liable for this then. Well, we know who I think we should shoot. But yes, the people are going to be convicted. Um, the families were reassured before the hurricane that everything would be fine. But they essentially abandoned the elderly people, went to their own homes, went to, you know, to safe places, came right. back after the hurricane. The place was flooded. Windows were broken. Um, so <laughs> it was a pretty, pretty, pretty much a, a life ending cock up, unfortunately. But yeah, and, and the person, well, a lot of lives are also saved because of this old fella. And if you give me, I'll get, if you give me a few minutes, I'll get his name up. But, uh, uh no, we'll they're, okay, they're not mentioning, they're saying that, okay. So they're in litigation, we're not going to mention his name. Um, no, okay. But they left a war veteran, I'm trying not to cry. So they leave this guy and this old vet does what he does, man, there's, I think there's a reason they call him the greatest generation. This this fella does what he does mm -hmm. and spends what's little left of his life and energy saving the lives of his fellow patrons. All right. So That's I'm assuming that guy's going to get some sort of a hero's burial, I'm assuming. Well, he would have anyway. He was a lifelong uh, yeah. in a war vet and a World War II war vet. Yeah, but now everybody's going to know who he is in a few days. Yeah. And... I want to see the people that did. I want to see the people yeah. that left the people in the prisons that died there burn. I want to see these the, these workers. My God, that's that's foul. Well, even the people who are in charge of the place, you know, did they? I what, how, how how could they not see a potential like that coming? You know, I mean, when the power goes out in those places, I and mean, we're not talking hit by a hurricane, goes out, it, it's a problem. I don't see how well, they couldn't have seen that one coming. Seriously, the, the biggest killer was they. They when the staff came back, they did say that the power was off. Right. They were asked if it was an emergency situation. Their staff said no. <laughs> um, people started dying from heat exhaustion. They started, and even as the water receded, what sickened me the most is they were across the street from a hospital. It, it, so, um, I'm I'm appalled. There's mm -hmm. been so much beauty and so much bravery in what people have done. But guys, please give to Habitat for Humanity. Please give to Red Cross. Please donate to Livestream. Because this is not over. No, we got a Jose coming soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, literally, when it rains, it pours. Is that really the, the only thing I can come up with right now? Okay, fair enough. It's it's appalling. The whole thing's appalling. But the uh, telethon was a success. My hat is off uh, to. We went through the stations at CBS, NBC, ABC. You know all the main stations and country music television for some reason um, for doing for doing this. If you called in, you know that you may have spoken to Jimmy Kimmel, Leonardo DiCaprio, 
Zoe Sandara, like, really, you could have spoken to any celebrity you wanted, and you can request. They were taking requests for which celebrity you wanted to donate to. Um, and then the, uh, the performances were amazing, the, the, the speaking. It was really... My hat is off to you, Hollywood, for doing such a good job. And let me point out, the telethon was diverse. We can get diversity right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. We, 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 you know, I'm glad that this, you know, this is, we, we really did kind of come together for this. And granted, obviously, there are a few uh, things that. Douchebag exceptions. Right. You know, which unfortunately ended few people's lives there unfortunately but uh, well now well, well, I hope to, that you know my condolences out to the families of the uh, seniors that uh, passed during uh, that that uh, but yeah why, why does why why did we let this happen I don't I don't get it well don't worry we left the prisoners and the elderly the people we were actually responsible for but we mm. saved some fucking puppies Right, and 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 by no means are, is this show uh, against saving puppies. No, we like puppies. But but uh, you know I am uh, unapologetic cat person. But you know save you know they all could have been saved. There was enough people. But okay. So we're supposed to be talking about racism in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> we're all very proud of you for for giving, and we thank you for giving. I know I gave, um, I myself adopted two kids. My daughter's still um, at home. My son is in the military. Um, and he he gave money to Irma. My daughter earns, earns her own money. She's 10 years old. She has a little job on the weekends that she does in one of my family's businesses. And she donated money to the hurricane victims. Oh, bless um, her heart. My, you know, my son's in the military. He doesn't make a whole lot of money. So it was easier. You know. So he's busy, but he donated, she donated. Um, we all donated blood. And I hope you guys did the same. It's really, thank you. And thank you for the people that wrote in. We got some wonderful responses on uh, Paul's videos, which are no longer up on... Um, our pages because we had a whole bunch of people uh, trying to put their own little, you know, remix and things of it. And that's really cool, but mm. you can f still find it on YouTube and they're on all the hurricane safety pages and we will put it up again when Jose comes through. So every mm. time there's a storm or a problem, we're going to put these up and just repost them. Okay. Quickly. Sexism and racism in Hollywood. Um, it's sexist and it's racist. I think that sums it up. Yeah. Did, did I sum it up? Yeah. Are we, are we done? Is it? Yeah, are we yeah. done. This, okay, this is yeah. a show. Cool. Great. <laughs> See you guys later. Um, no, Hollywood. It, it is sexist. One of my favorite things. I walk into a room. I have people look at me, and ask me to get them coffee. Every time. I do get them coffee because it is far more embarrassing for them when someone else walked in and explains that I'm their boss now. Thank you. I think that's just the best way to handle it. I get the coffee. Um, <laughs> but, but, but humiliating the hell out of people is kind of Alexis's gig, so she's worse than I am about any of that. Um, but that's what she does in her spare time. I think it's the Dome thing, the, the S&M thing. Mm-hmm. 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 
<laughs> she, yeah, she, she, she likes to humiliate people. Um, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest today, and oh, and we got flooded with thank yous for Dr. Ross. Absolutely flooded with thank yous for Dr. Ross for the hurricane advice. Um, the people that wrote in that we're going to be sending books to. The gentleman in Florida is fine. We will be posting his book. The gentleman in Houston uh, has asked us to wait. He'll let us know when he's ready for his book because <laughs> he's, he's waiting for everything else to dry out, and that's cool. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Get uh, that. Mailing address type thing, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, but the guys that wrote in, the, the people that took the time to write in from these zones last week, and we had a lot of them. We just chose a couple. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed our show, and I hope that we uh, in some way helped you. But again, I have to encourage everyone, please give to Habitat for Humanity. This is not a short-term solution, and mm -hmm. Habitat has now so many orders and so many back orders. If you can't give money, give some of your time. It doesn't matter what you give, give something. You can donate even old, you know, clothes. Um, if you're remodeling, you can donate what was in your house to Habitat for Humanity. And on the other end of that, if you are remodeling, there are uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, stores that people will sell their leftover building materials to that you can buy profit pro by profiting. Uh, Cheaply. Any profits that you buy from the Habitat of Humanity stores, uh, at the top of my head, I can't remember the name of them specifically, but yeah, if you uh, It's the Habitat do, Home Store. Yeah, there's another name for it. I will find it out. We will have it before the end of the show. Perfect. So, Paul will give you the name of that. Um, but please buy from there. Like I said, this isn't over. But I love you guys so much for what you did. We, I had so many people catch me online and say, hey, you know, you, you said this or Paul said this. Mostly Dr. Russ said this. So Dr. Russ was the clear winner of who uh, everyone wants to listen to in a hurricane. And I'm all good with that. Mm -hmm. Apparently, yep. Paul is winner of who everyone wants to listen to in a survival situation. <laughs> and I'm the winner of the can you ask Paul or can you ask Dr. Russ? <laughs> Uh, contest because everyone just wanted me to ask them questions so thank you guys for taking the time to write in um, I'm cool being the messenger in this case because it is much better in a survival situation to live to listen to Paul and it is definitely better to listen to Dr. Russ than Paul or I in a medical situation so mm -hmm. we were very very glad we can be of service there um, the short story is we don't cast a lot of black actors in films because it doesn't play well in Asia it doesn't play great in America either, but if we're trying to get this on an international market, it's not that Asians are racist, it's that they do not have a very high black population themselves, so it takes out the sense of reality for them. Now, if you move into more mystical things like the uh, series that I'm currently the EP of um, and that I'm going to drag Paul into so you guys will see him in that. I don't know where I'm going to put him, but you watch it. He's going to be in it. Uh, we are going to, to have to force... A, a mixed bag here because Hollywood doesn't do it. If I put out looking for a man, I'm going to get a whole bunch of white men. If I want a mixed race man, you have to specify what race. It is very difficult with casting directors to say give everyone a chance. And if you want a female writer, it's, it, it's, it's entrenched in the system. I say I want a writer, I'm going to get one of the same 10 writers. So I have to say, please throw some women in there. It might sound sexist, it might sound terrible, but that's how it is. Hollywood may be, the, uh, may be liberal and 
everything, but it's still a business. So everything is about making money. And that's where the racist bit comes in. When we come back, we are going to be on with the fantastic Dr. Russ. And we're going to be talking about everything healthy, sexy, skinny, and happy. I'm Sam Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I do not know. Am I still cutting in and out, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can still hear. We can hear you. Oh, I'm having the worst service. It's ridiculous. Best part, I'm going to be uh, at AdultCon next weekend. I think Paul's going to be with me. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Paul's going to be with me. Don't leave me alone there, Paul. I think oh. we have better reception there than here. Um, I'd like to welcome to the do- show Doctor, your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you, Summer. Nice to be here. It- I wanted to start off, I have to tell you, Paul and I talked about this and we were having a giggle. Uh, Last week, about, you know, 90% of comments and write-ins and questions were for you. Um, You got, because of what was going on with the hurricane and people were worried about so many different things, you got so many write-ins and the two people, the people that contacted us from Florida and from Texas, um, 
did great through the hurricane. They both survived. Um, both were in very, very bad areas um, and we're very, very grateful for your advice. The gentleman in Florida has asked that we send his book. The gentleman in Houston, uh, not, in, not in Houston, the gentleman in Texas has asked that we wait till his house dries out. Then we'll send him the book. Um, but they sent their thanks. It's all over social media. And we have um, thank you for all your advice and help from your listeners in Houston and Florida. You had so many people write in from those areas on social media to say thank you, to take the time uh, away and talk about what to do in your health in those situations. It was really, it was really, really overwhelming. There was a lot of gratitude and um, our listeners were just really appreciative mm-hmm. of that. Well, I, I'm grateful for them to hang in there and, uh, you know, doing it, uh, uh, you know, the old-fashioned way, helping, helping your brother. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful to them that uh, they pulled together. It's... Uh, Really nice to see. As I said last week, it takes it took two hurricanes to bring the Democrats and the Republicans together because it was. Uh, yeah, I think it just kind of shamed them. They they saw what we really are like as a people. You know, we're united, not divided. Uh, anyway, I digress. Well, I think. Yeah, oh no! About, it, about it, what it takes these important. days, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. I I, huh. I have to. Agree with you, and I think Paul's right too. It's it's about what it takes, but yeah, I think I think we shamed him into working together, and um, we always need to remember they work for us; we don't work for them. Mm-hmm. Well uh, <laughs> so I'm going to jump straight into the questions here because we got a lot of questions. Everything turned back to lots of gratitude and lots of questions about being skinny. Our first question is from Wendy in Tucson, Arizona. Does following a ketogenic ketogenic diet ketogenic what ketogenic ketogenic okay which what what Paul said um, diet actually work to burn fat? Well, um, these uh, diets are are. Um, she's asking if it works. It's difficult to study reliably uh, different diets, but. There was one excellent study of ketogenic diets done uh, at an isolated nuclear facility in Israel where people just basically stayed there, uh, existed there, and they they put them on a totally carb-free diet for six months, and they did experience significant weight loss. So that proved that it works, but... Once the study ended, uh, most of these participa- participants regained their the weight that they lost very quickly. Uh, so ketogenic diets do work in certain instances. We we see a lot of people uh, uh, on uh, uh, losing weight on the Atkins diet. That's a ketogenic diet. Uh, but but you must understand that these are deprivation diets that sooner or later are bound to fail. Um, what is what is a ketogenic diet? I'm sorry, for because for, I don't know, and the listeners, um, I don't know if all the listeners know. Yeah, well, it pertains to the fact that if you are not um, eating carbohydrate, your liver is going to start to break down the glycogen uh, that it's stored in the liver, and that gives rise to uh, 
a group of chemicals called ketones. Uh, they have a very sweet smell, and um, uh, that's why it's referred to as a ketogenic diet, because it, your body starts to uh, metabolize the glycogen that's stored in your liver. So um, I would say that the Palm Springs diet um, and other paleo diets don't eliminate all carbs, uh, you know, only the, the starchy foods. And uh, the way those diets work is they, uh, uh, buy, they eliminate that insulin spike that causes uh, uh, fat storage to begin with. So uh, the Palm Springs diet is not a uh, ketogenic diet, but the Atkins, South Beach, uh, those are ketogenic diets. They work, but uh, it's like uh, there are deprivation, and who can who can be deprived of a whole food group, uh, you know, carbohydrates uh, indefinitely? No, hardly anybody. Okay, well, I here here on here on behind the scenes, we actually advocate the Palm Springs diet. So it's cool that you're writing in about the ketogenic diet, but. You should really read the Palm Springs diet. You don't feel hungry. It doesn't deprive you of anything. And you eat the way your body was built to eat. It's working with the fuel you should have. That was just my two cents to throw in. Um, our, our next question is from James in Las Vegas, Nevada. And this is a long one, but we had a few people write in with this same question. Um, if I lose weight... Uh, um, I was injured on the job and forced to retire. Now I'm very overweight. How can I naturally increase my my libido before my girlfriend leaves me? If you were injured on the job and your girlfriend leaves you, she sucks and you need a better girlfriend. Uh, Um, I hope the girlfriend can be patient uh, with him because uh, your journey to better health may take some time. And... uh, you know, it's it's uh, uh, if you lose weight by being healthy, exercising, getting enough rest, uh, your weight will come down, your testosterone will increase, and your libido will do the same thing. So well, it's um, called get, getting healthy. I, I, I got to cut in and tell you, James in Las Vegas, uh, this was a long ride in. Uh, for those listening, you know, we, we shorten them down. This was a police officer that was injured on the job. So, I mean, this isn't, we're not talking about a little injury here. Obviously, if he's out of commission, there's there's a pretty good reason. Um, Dr. Russ is right in everything. I still say get a better girlfriend. But listen to Dr. Russ on the health parts. <laughs> How? So if he loses the weight, the libido will increase. He'll have higher testosterone. Yes. And all of that. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw in, I had a very good friend of mine that was married to a gentleman in the military. He was injured in Iraq. And he put on weight and everything, but the biggest reason he started having issues with sexual dysfunction was because he had been discharged and he didn't know what to do with himself. Um, it just, it was such a hit to the self-esteem hmm. that, that that played a, a huge role in it. So uh, our next question is from April in Newport, Oregon. 
If I lose weight on a diet, will I have to always be on a diet to maintain my weight loss? And how do I get more energy because my diet has made me very tired? April is obviously not on the Palm Springs diet. I'm mm. just saying. Or should yeah, I be yeah. tired? That's a, that's a safe statement. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she needs to be healthy through uh, the, the usual uh, exercising, uh, getting adequate rest, and proper eating. These are the three good things you can do for your health. Uh, in this way, you'll lose weight and find it. You'll fi- your weight will find its natural level, and you'll have energy to burn. Um, you know, all three of these uh, listeners. Um, uh, I'd say that you know, medical assisted therapy can sometimes uh, help accelerate weight loss. Uh, there are medications that reduce the appetite. Uh, or increase the met- metabolic rate that can be prescribed under a doctor's supervision. So that that's uh, an adjunct to uh, just trying to be healthy. Uh, I'd also add that within the next month, we'll be introducing a new um, a sublingual spray called the New Palm Springs Diet. Um, they use a proven weight loss ingredient, Garcinia Cambodica. Uh, the product comes in a small spray bottle and can be used regularly or whenever a hunger pang or food craving occurs. So watch you for gave that. Me, um, you gave, no you gave me some of that. You gave me yes. some of that, and I have to tell you, I used it a couple of times. It worked really, really well. And then an actress, um, an A-list actress, in fact, that I'm not, allowed to even say that I'm working with, but um, I will tell you guys who, when the film comes out, stole it off me. She saw that I was using it and ended up taking it off me. Oh. Asked me if it we'll worked and took it. We'll have to get you some more. <laughs> I know, she took it. <laughs> but <laughs> she really liked it. <laughs> so, um, from what I've heard, it works really well. It worked the couple of times I used before I was robbed. Uh, it's, it really is a great product. It's, I think it's really, really great. Well, we'll have to make her buy it the next time. Uh, yeah, I think so. She can, she can afford it. She she should go buy it. Um, but it, it was it was definitely it definitely was working, and I I thought it was a wonderful product. And it didn't have that awful taste that a lot of them had. It had a very alkali taste. Versus, um, I've I've tried a lot of things that just have an awful taste, and that one didn't. So it was, it was well, the, the developer of the product uh, shared with me that that's that's one of the big challenges is not so much uh, the active ingredients, but how to uh, uh, design it so that the, the flavor is uh, palatable. And that's it. And that's a that is a very challenge. very yeah that is that is a very very big challenge. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to see if I'm allowed to tell you guys who took it, and I'll tell you, Doctor Russ, when <laughs> we're not on air. But it was, it, it's, it's, it was definitely very interesting. Um, but you've got a fan in her, so at least I know we've, we're going to have some in that direction. What was your favorite uh, question today? Well, after you told me about the policeman in Las Vegas, I, you know, my heart goes out to him too. Uh, you know, the one that was. Uh, having uh, uh, some impatience from his girlfriend, James, in Las Vegas. I think that's my, my favorite question today. 
Mm. Well, James, courtesy of, courtesy of Dr. Russ, we're going to be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Uh, it'll help you feel better. It'll help you look better. Hopefully, it'll help you get a new girlfriend because I don't <laughs> like your current girlfriend. Um, I think you need a better one. The um, If you want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can go to Amazon.com. You can go to AuthorHouse.com. You can go to KennethRussMD.com. You can go – the book's everywhere. Just Google the Palm Springs Diet. Um, since it's been on this show, I'm finding it more and more places – uh, and seeing it more and more places, which I love. I love this book. It's done so much. Um, I just put my mother on this diet because she needed more energy. She doesn't need to lose weight, but she's um, grappling with cancer right now for the second time. So we try and get healthy, and just to get her healthier, we're following this diet with her. So it's really, it's really, really amazing. I've seen amazing results on friends of mine that I've recommended it to, um, not just with weight loss, but with overall health and well-being. Um, so so this, Dr. this is think- not a fraudulent, um, baseless. Uh, it's not a ketogenic sort of diet. Plackery. Uh, I was just talking the other day to. Uh, Lowell Bean, who is an anthropologist who studied uh, the Agua Caliente band of Kuwait Indians. Uh, they were a hunter-gatherer tribe in this area, and uh, he's just coming out with a, a new book about the uh, rites of passages in, in, in this band of Mission Indians, their creation myth. Uh, and he, he really uh, described the... Uh, the type of hunter-gatherer diet that you, you find uh, here in the desert. I, people in the, uh, I don't know if I'm going on too long here, Summer. Oh, Tell me no, I'm, I'm happy. We're, we, can, we can wait for a break. I'm happy to talk to you. You always have good information. But uh, it was on um, National Geographic. They were uh, uh, tailing a, a group of, uh, I think it was Tanzanians, uh, across the plains, it was a hunter-gatherer group, and they were eating the grubs and, you know, the insects and uh, uh, that you could well imagine. And, and they came up this little hole that looked like a rabbit hole. The tallest guy in the group, he's about six foot two, very lean, uh, but he had muscle on him. And he, he actually got down on all fours and crawled into this hole. And there was all this commotion, and then he backed out. He had two porcupines. And they uh, they uh, beat the porcupines and had them had them fried up like and cooked in about five minutes. And this is how this is how uh, we're meant to eat as you know as hunter gatherers. Um, and when when you look at what we really do eat, it's it's a far cry from uh, you know what we should be eating. It is an interesting uh, program. So. Well, I do have to say, I, I follow your diet because it actually helps control my lupus as well. I have chemical lupus, and eating the way, uh, eating the things in your book has really stopped, and you know this since I've been coming to you. I don't get lupus flare-ups like I did. I'm not getting sick like I was. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. On top of everything else, it just makes you healthier. But I'm not going to eat a porcupine. Um, I'm, I'm just, that's, that's not going to happen, but... Uh, following your diet really uh, has made a huge difference to my health. 
um, not just weight loss, but health. It's made a huge difference. So thank you so much for writing that book. I know it's helped a lot of our listeners. I know it's helped me. Um, And we will send that book off to James in Las Vegas. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Russ. You're welcome, Summer. Summer and and Paul, have a nice weekend and uh, look forward to speaking with you again. We'll see you next week, Dr. Russ, and I think I'm, I'm going to see you before then. So, um, And I've, I've been doing great about following your diet. That always does well. So I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We are on with my favorite doctor and yours, Dr. Kenneth Russ. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. And when we come back, we are going to be talking to Rachel Alexander uh, about her book series that started as a post on Literotica has now become an absolute phenomenon and we're turning it into a television series. It's very, very good. We'll be right back, guys. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com I'm busy, and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I do want to give a quick shout out and say thank you for uh, all the write-ins on Twitter for uh, Dr. Russ. We will pass those on to him. 
and we did have a write-in before we get into anything. Uh, Paul, thank you for the tips on the drinking water and the dishwasher. They were actually very, very widely used. Uh, so if you have any more, please make more videos. And we are going to post these every time there's a natural disaster. And mm. since we're in California, if you could put some together for, for earthquakes. I mean, people are asking for some survival tips here. So you've just become our resident survivalist expert. All right. Okay. Yeah. Just an overwhelming desire to see tomorrow. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's Paul is, uh, Paul, Paul's an interesting one. He's my, uh, <laughs> I, call, I call him my secret pocket libertarian friend. Mm. And even though I'm quasi-libertarian and semi-conservative, but, you know, that's how things go. But that's, I am a Boy Scout, so there we go. That's, that's it. Well, the reason I refer to you as a libertarian Mm-hmm. Is everyone gets mad when I say conservative, and then my friend that's you know that's conservative because apparently yeah, um, I'm, I'm you're not semi, allowed to be my. Friend. <laughs> I'm not, well, then I'm not even I'm not conservative. I'm a semi-conservative, if that's even but a thing. I know it's I get in trouble because I'm I would call semi-liberal. Um, mm. I'm basically Labour Party back home in Australia. Um, Here, that puts me smack dab in the middle of two of your parties. Fair enough. So do um, we have our do we have our guest? We do. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Rachel Alexander. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be on. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm right now standing as your EP. We've got we're getting together. I'm not allowed to say on what stations yet, um, mm-hmm. but you have two incredible books. If you could kind of tell everyone how this started and about <clears throat> yourself. Um, Paul and I are going to wrap it back around to the beginning of our show where we talked about racism, sexism, and everything horrible in Hollywood. We're going to wrap right back around to that. But if you could uh, tell us about <laughs> yourself and your book and everything else, I'd really like that. Sure thing. So uh, I wrote uh, two books. I started out actually um, writing for free on Literotica. Um, I had wanted to be a writer for a very long time in my life, and uh, after college decided that since I couldn't really put together the great American novel that maybe writing wasn't for me, um, got into a few various fields, and then in 2009, my personal and professional life kind of collapsed, and I had to sit down and think to myself, what do I actually want to do with myself as a person, and I thought, you know what, I've just kind of wanted to be a writer, and I only have this one life to live through, so I'm just going to do it. And because I wasn't really sure about how people were going to react to my work, I started by posting a few test stories here and there on Literotica and uh, posted those pretty much for free. Anyone could read them, anyone could comment on them, so I thought I could get a general sense from the public of what my writing was like. And the response was kind of outstanding. Um, before I took liter- it down for... Hmm? What is Literotica? I, Literotica is a uh, site where people publish romance and erotica. It's been around since, I believe, uh, 1998. It's Alexis's and- favorite site. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It really is. Um, it's it's the but not all of the uh, the stories are erotic. It's um, it has some erotic, some pornographic. It's mm-hmm. considered one of the uh, top um, pornographic sites in the United States and globally. But it is not necessarily a porn site. It's erotic fiction. Right. Mhm. Yeah. So. There's, I mean, you can find a whole gambit of things on that site, everything from essays to two-page 
insert tab A into slot B, you know, just getting straight to the chase uh, kind of pornographic stories. Um, what I, but that's not what I enjoy writing. I like enjoy, I, I, I enjoy um, writing things that are in depth, that have been researched, that uh, have three-dimensional characters where you kind of care about the movement of these characters as they go through their life and uh, they go through the story and the plot. And so I had the inspiration after a few of these and after I got some pretty good feedback, um, okay, well, I'm going to write the story that I've kind of always wanted to write, which is my take on the myth of Hades and Persephone. Um, I wanted to do um, a little bit more of a feminist spin on it and kind of take it from the... uh, point of view of Persephone, because in the original source material, the, the Homeric hymn to Demeter, she's kind of a non-person. You see her as just a, a uh, piece, a pawn in this tug-of-war between Demeter and Hades, and I just kind of wanted to flesh her out as a character and bring her to life, as it were. So... Um, it got I, a wonderful response, and um, by the time I pulled it down from publication on Literatica, I had about 100,000 hits on the story, and I had people asking me, why isn't this published? I need this on my bookshelf. I need to be reading this. I published it on a couple of other fan sites under uh, the Greek mythology moniker, and it did extremely well there. I got the same demand for uh, publishing, so I just went ahead and set up a Kickstarter and um, said, all right, guys, well, I'd love to publish this, but, you know, publishing requires, uh, you know, covers. Um, Miss Morgan Graphic Design did just absolutely lovely covers for my books, and... um, but I needed to have those things financed. I couldn't go ahead and just do that of my own, on my own dime. So what I did was I set up the Kickstarter, and I wasn't really, I thought, okay, well, maybe a couple people will donate, and it'll be fine. I ended up meeting the goal of the Kickstarter within 72 hours of posting it. There were that many people who wanted to see this published. Well, it is It is an excellent book. Uh, the first book in the series is called Receiver of Many. Uh, the second book is called Destroyer of Light. And I think mm-hmm. you wrote a third, a third book, The Thrice Plowed Fields. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of writing that. Um, between I, I starting that and where I am now, um, I had a baby. So um, that's kind of that's a, uh, a little bit of my time. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good excuse. Yeah, a, I think yeah. so. I think so. Well, but I am uh, about 90% done with that, and I'm hoping to publish that by Christmas. Well, I have to tell you, I absolutely, I hate um, sex stories. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Never been a fan of, um, my mom My mom was really into like the Mills and Boone, like the Bodice mm-hmm. Rippers. I never liked any of those um, I really have just never been into those stories and Alexis is, you know, a huge fan of the sex stories and we never Mm -hmm. came across your book. The way we came across this was at Comic-Con, someone had taken excerpts from this book and been printing this book and giving excerpts to people because they were a huge fan Um, and this was kind of, uh, but I'm really into Greek mythology and Roman mythology. (laughs) And so for, I can tell you from the other side, um, 
It has a Game of Thrones quality to it that is really interesting. It's kind of got the uh, the struggles for power and everything else going on here. Mm-hmm. But it is a well, really well written novel. And I do have to tell you guys, if you're really good, if you're really good listeners this week and you behave yourself, we're going to be giving away uh, free copies of Receiver of Many and A Destroyer of Light, uh, courtesy of Rachel Alexander. We've got some signed copies um, that we'll be giving away for the next couple of weeks on the show. But you have to be really good listeners and answer some secret questions for me. Um, what, and here is my first question. And Paul will give you the answer because he was stuck sitting alone in a movie theater watching this, looking kind of like a pervert. <laughs> kind of like a pervert. Um, what other book? <laughs> what other book started on Literotica and turned into a novel? You wouldn't believe it from the Mormon writer, but it actually started off on uh, the, from the original Mormon writer. It became its own source of fan fiction uh, and ended up a number one movie, and it started on uh, Literotica as well. So write that into me in the next couple of minutes, and Paul will give you the answer. <laughs> well, Alan doesn't change the answer, Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sounded um, so enthusiastic about that. He really uh, fans of that story on this uh, on this show. <laughs> Poor Paul ended up looking like a sex offender oh. uh, watching the movie, and oh, then. Geez. Alexis, uh, Alexis just rants. So, Paul, you can tell him now. We've got some write-ins. I'll give it to uh, the first uh, one. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> but that didn't have good story. The to one it. that was a one guy in the theater watching that freaking thing. Oh uh, wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, My condolences. Yeah, yeah, that was a good day. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you, you, nope. you know that only got uh, there for this one. Just to, given- just to talk about that um, a little bit, um, something that was very important for me to go through in my book was the idea of consent being kind of a moving, living, breathing thing. It can be revoked at any time. And, you know, um, something that a lot of people don't know about Greek culture, ancient Greek culture, is, is that um, despite the fact that uh, Athens was the foundation of democracy. Uh, the women who lived there um, were some of the most oppressed women that have ever lived in any society in human history. And women were essentially passed from their father to their husband. And that's the kind of context that I'm writing this story in and kind of taking that idea and trying to flip it on its head and showing that um, it's not su- that it wasn't supposed to be this way, and the characters move through this journey of trying to find equality with each other. There's actually some basis within the myth itself for that, and that's one of the things that I tried to pull on when I wrote this. You absolutely did, and one thing I liked, and it's a very small part of the book, um, but you didn't demonize uh, Aphrodite. In most books that Aphrodite is mentioned, because the infidelity is to a husband, this is a goddess of love mm-hmm. and sex, um, she's almost shamed for her sexuality, even though that, right. is her, that is her gift, and you didn't. And I was so impressed by that. Um, like I said, I, I came across this at a Comic-Con. We reached out to you, and we wanted to make this into a television series. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the most well-written books I've ever read. 
This wow. appeals to men and women. I've put this, I can tell you, I've handed this out um, for people to read. You know, we've, we've, we've got to have a couple of people read it and review it. And we're going through all of our little steps here to turn it into a movie. Oh, not mm-hmm. a movie. It's a television series. Um, and the people that are liking this best are the games, Game of Thrones fans and a lot of men. And a lot of these kind of books, and I hate, I'm not going to classify this because it doesn't fit into this category, this book very much appeals to both men and women. And you did something, we've got about three minutes left, so I really want to focus on this. Uh, oh, sure. Because Paul and I started out talking about this. You wanted a multiracial uh, cast. Yes. Yeah, I Which definitely is- do. And I mean, there's there's plenty of basis for this. Like, it's it's kind of a myth that Greek society was this homogenous white culture. You had all kinds of races being represented in it because it was a hub of trade in the Mediterranean. You had people coming from Africa. You had people coming from Asia. You had people coming from the Middle East. Uh, Martin Bernal writes a lot about that. Um, and that was one of the books that was a... Uh, a um, an influence for me was uh, Black Athena, the Afro-Asiatic roots of classical civilization. And so I have a few, I have different races that are represented in the book. I want to diversify it even more going into a TV series. I think there is plenty of room for that. Well, I have to tell you personally, um, I know that's something Paul likes to hear. I know that's something I like to hear because not a lot of people walk in and say, I want to do this. I, okay, mm-hmm. producer lady that wants to turn my, you know, my, my book into a series. Most of the time people just go, yes, do whatever you want with it. And you've been really strong in wanting a hand to make sure that this doesn't get bastardized and turned into you know, a, a whitewashed version of itself. Right. I mean, I have so many fans who've supported me through this, and they love my work, and honestly, the thing that I want to do the absolute most is to do their support justice for everything that they've done for me, you know, whether it was supporting the Kickstarter or just, you know, supporting me as a fan base. Um, they're, they're chomping at the bit for this. I mean, when I announced that this could get made into a movie or television series, they went ballistic. And I, see, I think that's I think that's wonderful. I've seen a great reaction to this. We have one minute left. Where can people find you on social media, and where can they buy their own copy of this book? Um, I can be found uh, through my website at catechithonia.com. That's K-A-T-A dash C-T-H-O-N-I-A. How about C-H-O-N-I-A. Rachel Alexander on Facebook? We'll put a link to all of your stuff. We're just going to put a link to everything. If you guys yeah. want to find her, we're going to put links up in the show description. And mm-hmm. where can they get a copy of this book? You can go to Amazon. Just type in Receiver of Many, and my book will pop right up. Um, we'll put a link for that as well. I do have to say, um, ironically, the person that is now written in 45 times on my Twitter uh, <laughs> is an attorney, is a, is a lawyer friend of mine, Catherine Roberts. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so a friend of mine has now written in a whole bunch of times. Um, I think that's against the rules. She won, but I think that's against the rules. So I'm going to buy her a copy and we'll go with the <laughs> next biggest winner. Um, because I think she read the first one and hasn't read the second. She's saying she wants a second. So oh, okay. thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you I for love having to me. see this. I love that you've turned Persephone and taken her from the victim role to an empowered person. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't focus on 
the negative effects of um, of of oppression on women, and that really is big in this book. But it's not so in your face that it turns people off. I think right. this will be. Um, I, I say, fuck you, Game of Thrones. Watch out, we're coming. But this <laughs> is an excellent. This is an excellent book. Um, guys, if you want to get a copy of your own book, go to Amazon.com. I'm going to put up links to uh, Rachel Alexander's social media so that you can find her. Uh, and if you have any casting ideas, write in. We'd love to see hear who who you. Yeah, I would, would like. To I personally would this love to hear. Her Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.